<laughs> we'll be happy to speak with you this morning. Uh, good morning to uh, Andy. Good morning to Don. Lindsay is uh, answering a call right now. How are we doing, everybody? Doing well. How are you? Very well. Doing good well. morning. I was thinking uh, uh, we got lots to talk about today. Any? Uh, we'll talk later because Lindsay's not listening right this second. But uh, did you watch any of the Harry, Harry and Meghan? My <laughs> wife is watching it right now. I'm not watching it. I have not. I, I tried not to watch it. I really did, Andy. Hmm. What is, I'm like, actually not familiar. My, my, my wife, Mary Beth, said, well, let's watch a little bit of it. I go, I, I really have zero interest. I mean, zero. I want All I want them to be is happy, right? Yeah. Why do I want to watch this? And then I watched it. Ugh. What is it, like reality TV or something? It's Wait, what are we talking about? Harry and Meghan. I know you were answering a call, and I, then Wait, I, felt bad, I felt badly that I was bringing this up without you yes, listening. Yes, this is all. Did you, are you watching it? The documentary? Yeah. I've only seen the previews. I didn't think it was released yet. What is it even on? Netflix? Netflix. Okay. Well, I watched gotcha. the fir- well, I watched the first episode with Mary Beth. And, uh, now, is this like and? a Crown documentary, or is this like uh, a f- like less fictionalized kind of a no, thing? No, it's like, look who we are. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Don. Okay? Everybody else is telling their story. Don't you want to hear it from them? <laughs> okay. That's the takeaway line. I get it. I got right? you. Yeah. I, I see. I mean, I got to tell you, that Prince Harry is a handsome fella. Right? And that Meghan Markle, she's a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She is. And it's a little... <laughs> Tell me. What well, it's it sort of like, you know, it's sort of like that do- that Dolly Parton uh, in America podcast that I told mm-hmm. you to listen to that you loved. Mm-hmm. And in the opening of, you know, who doesn't love Dolly Parton? Right. right? She's the best. Right? Everybody raise your hand and loves Dolly Parton. Me. And, um, <clears throat> and she says to the podcaster... You know, all right, well, let's get started. And he's like, great, you know, I'm really excited. And she goes, and I'm going to tell you what I want you to hear. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yes. So, it's, I mean, she's Dolly Parton. She's been doing this forever, right? And that's what I kind of feel like the Harry and Meghan. Mm, I'm yeah. going to tell you what I want you to hear. Right. Yep. And again, I want them to be happy. Yeah. Whatever, if this makes them happy, who am I? See, my wife is, is nice in this respect that she knew I didn't really have any interest in it. So she was watching it on her iPad. Mm. So I still had the TV. Mm. Yeah. Which I think is I did, very I didn't sweet. get my my wife yeah. loves me too, but I was watching it on the TV. But you know <laughs> I'll watch it. I wasn't implying I, anything. And there. I think it was and I I, I wanna say oh, and that's what it was. It was uh th- I think we watched it on Thursday night. So there was the Thursday night football game mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime, which What an ending, huh? Crazy. W- uh, I mean the the end of the game. You know, just the I'm last like, minute. I love half. Baker Mayfield. I know he's a mediocre quarterback. Mm-hmm. He does. He's a great. He does great in commercials. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. He's very funny. Uh, but boy, that was a great ending. I was like, let's go back to the football game. No, 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 Harry and Meghan. <laughs> right. So, so anyway. storybook stuff though. That was cool. Storybook stuff uh, for Baker Mayfield. Right. Maybe not so much for Harry and Meghan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Mm. Tune in. So, yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, that's our plan. Uh, we're gonna, I guess, keep watching it, and uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I, you know, it'll be one, one of these things, Lindsay. Maybe what we'll do is uh, it'll be one of those things. Harry and Meghan, we watch it because you don't have to, so you right. don't have to, and then right. we'll give the report. I really, Royalty I report. I want to. I'm intrigued, but I. Oh, you would suck right in because you're the <laughs> Bachelorette Who am woman. I kidding? Yeah, you're the Bachelorette. This is like the Bachelorette. And I mean, so there was like interesting thing about when they were first dating and it was all secretive. Right. And, but then there's like her friends that sit down in front of the camera. Oh, I just knew that they were in love with you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. I think she's wah, phony. Wah. I think he got sucked in by her. And mm. oh, I don't think. I don't that. know. No, I'm no, no. She don't? seems like a lovely woman. Yeah. I think that she seems self-indulgent. 
Wow. Whoa. I know. What? Hey, how about no you watch barred. it first and then you, I think you're going to come away with it going that, hmm, she's kind of cute. She's and an actor. I think, I, I think she's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Try not to be such a judger. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's 6.16 in the morning and you've already like thrown the, you've thrown the progressive replay flag I'm down on uh-huh. Meghan Markle. Right. Wow. I still look the character. Right, let's you take a look. Want to take a look at the replay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love those commercials. Those are good. Right. Yep. Very good. Grandma, I forgot, the, I forgot the sweet potatoes. Right. I love that. <laughs> That's really funny. Wish we had that. I know. 857-557-4LU is our phone number. Oh, you know what? It's, uh, it's, it's time for me to call you. You don't call us. I call you the big wheel, and we spin the big wheel. Find out who we're going to talk to today. Wheel that bad boy in here. All right. Round and round she goes. Oh, there we go. We're talking to, uh, we're calling Jim. Good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lil. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Happy holidays to you. And the same to you. How may I help you this morning? Okay, well, um, the house I live in is was built in 1955. Okay. So, yeah, it's a little older. Um, and there's window wells in the basement. The There's, I think, six window wells throughout the, around the house. Okay. Only one of them is leaking. Um, yes, I mean, in the past, we've had a lot of rain. I mean, a lot of rain, and then that would cause it to, to to leak a little bit. But yesterday, we had some rain and, you know, slush and stuff, which really wasn't as much as we've had in the past. Right. And it leaked again. Now, I had somebody, the, they caulked the window around it, and it hadn't leaked until yesterday. It's coming up from the bottom. Oh, so it isn't... From the ground. Okay, so it's not a... To the best of your knowledge, the water may not be coming from the outside in, but it's coming up from the bottom. Correct. Do we have a sump pump in this house? No. Okay. And do you know in those window wells, when you look from the basement... Is there a drain? Yes. (laughs) Cannot see one. Got it. There's dirt. There's dirt on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, we need to we need to inspect those. And you have like uh, egress windows that you can. In other words, there's windows you would open up that if you had to come out, you could. Yeah, they're like emergency escape ones, but right. they're like so old from 1955. So right, right, I. Okay. Um. You're in Arlington Heights, and I think what I would probably do, and this would be, it's free to have them come out and inspect it, is I think you you could have a drain there that's under all that dirt that just leads into a, there's a good chance in a house in 1955, you do have inside clay drain tile that has no sump pump that just absorbs into the ground. Right, they they put these back in the day. They put these small sections of clay pipe one next to another without any. They didn't mortar them at all. The whole idea is that they would fill up with water, and then the water would go through the joints and go into the ground. And there probably is something in that window well that connects there, but it's covered in dirt. 
Now, you could open up the window yourself and start digging, okay? But if you get okay. water, if you're thinking the water's coming from the ground up, that probably has to be freed up, and that's something that uh, the folks at Permaseal could definitely help you with. Okay. So, okay, now the village was out digging um, for another issue. Right. Could yeah. they have, could something have been broken could a pipe i mean like the clean out digging in you know, your clean out digging in your digging in your yard or out in the public way uh on my on part of my lawn um and the public way public, public way and then some on to mine in the front of the house it's on the side of the house on yeah, the side basically. of the house right but where they were digging is on the side of the house and where this window well is is on the side of the house yes okay. correct but how close were they to that window well? Yeah, um, probably about ten feet. Hmm. I mean, is uh, <clears throat> and and as far as you know, they went very deep when they dug because this has to be all the way down to the bottom of your foundation. Well, like I said, it, 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 this has leaked in the past. Hmm. Um, but since they uh, since they were digging. This, like I said, it didn't rain very much, and the water started coming in. Got so it. that's why I'm just thinking, okay. is that a possibility? I mean, that to, um, to connect those two dots based on what you're telling me right now, there's a possibility, sure. And perhaps what you do before you do contact Permaseal is you contact the village and say, hey, by the way, da-da-da-da-da-da, and then perhaps they can say, well, we did dig down and we did this, or no, lady, we didn't come, you know what I mean, at least... Check that off your box right. as far as information you need to know, and then maybe but could it be anything with the clean out the clean out um, drain? Where's the clean? That's where, there also. Where is the clean out in the um, in the yard in the yard? In, yeah, in the yard. Yeah, I mean, all of that is possible. If they were digging near the clean out, you know, you're 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 giving me bits of information, and the you know, which changes the conclusion of my story right. so i'm just trying to you know uh, put all the pieces of the puzzle <laughs> yeah, together why i'm so confused no no no. <laughs> so if they were digging by a clean out and that's in the ground and they perhaps broke that and so it's all per uh it's all reasonably possible that if they broke a line and you know you're in arlington heights so there's a lot of clay out there it could have collapsed and that's where the water's backing up so let's start with the village of arlington heights and have a conversation with okay. them and see what they say. And okay. if they say, hey, lady, you're crazy, um, then co contact Permaseal at 800-421-SEAL. Okay. And have them come out and take a look at it, and it shouldn't cost you anything for that initial inspection. Hey, Lindsay, let's send a Dory our uh, – we have our light – uh, our, our, our little twist and seal package, right? It's total holiday light cord protection package from our friends over at Twist and Seal. You can protect all your holiday light cord connections from the rain and the snow with Twist and Seal, all made in the USA. In the package, you get the Twist and Seal minis, the Twist and Seal cord protects, and the Twist and Seal cord dome. That's a pretty good deal. Thanks so much, Dory, for letting us call you this morning. It's 624 in the morning. We will take a quick break. And be back right after this. Our Noodaloo 2. To make a great Christmas gift, Lindsay, it'd make a great Christmas gift for someone you work with. Uh. <laughs> 
throwing Are that out there. Are going somewhere with this? I think hopefully you connect the dots. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. Now let's talk to Jim, who's in Danville. Hey, Jim, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Morning, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. We have a tile floor in my mother-in-law's kitchen, about 60 square feet. We have about a half a dozen or so tiles that have come loose, the grout's loose. Am I going to have to take that whole floor up, or can I uh, gently get remove the ones that are loose, clean it all up, and reattach it with something other than quick set? It's a ceramic tile, correct? Yes, it, yes, it is. And you think that you could get underneath it to pop them up? I mean, they're, they're, are they that loose? Uh, the ones that are that loose, yes. I really don't want to have to take up the whole floor. Right. There seems to be some flex in the when you push down the tile, and I'm wondering once I get underneath there if I'm going to see that the guy who put it down didn't put enough screws um, no. in the cement board. Um, what's I'm under- kind of hoping maybe what, that's the case. What's under What's underneath that uh, floor? Is it a basement? It's plywood. No, but I mean, can you? It's get... a crawl space. Okay, and could you? And I've been under the cross. I've been under there, and I've checked the floor, and it it looks to be in good shape. Hmm. Is there enough room for you to work down there? <laughs> yeah, but... but you don't want to go. You know there. how crawl spaces are. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that uh, one of the you know if you in that okay, so let's talk about the perfect scenario in the area where the. Uh, tiles are up you know let's say that you determine yeah there's a little bit of flex here right in this spot right when i walk here if you could get underneath in the crawl and cut and install some bridging okay you know what bridging is it's it's yeah. it's wood that goes perpendicular actually Lindsay, years ago we did a noodle two where there was a bridging system for framing remember it was like u.s bridge or something like that like metal they make these metal bridging too which actually would make your life a lot easier and you would just go under there and crisscross and screw the bridging in between the joist and stiffen up that section of the floor the the only reason i don't jim the only reason i bring this up is i can give you some tricks to do on the top but if it's flexing because of the framing it's just going to happen again. And if you Yeah, that's what my wife says. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, in a perfect world, you would go um you would Oh yeah, the so the the company is called EZ-X Bridging. E EZ like E and Z dash X Bridging. And their metal bridging okay pieces with you know that are uh, pre-cut to fit in between 16 inch on center uh, joists and that way you go down there with a screw gun you zip zip at the top and you zip zip at the bottom and then you just keep going four screws instead of measuring and cutting and you know uh, you know piece of two by eight or whatever it is and nailing it in and it, it, it would make your life a lot easier so now you stiffen up the floor underneath using the bridging now you get up on okay. top and you start to take the loose tiles up. And what you need to know is, you know, it's a little bit of a, you'll get under it with a putty knife and, oh, that one will pop up. And then you go to the next one and, oh, that one will pop up. You know, because 
sooner or later you'll get to a point where it's solid. Okay? Right. Now, to the best of your knowledge, is there cement board there? Yes, there is. Okay. So now, if we clean all that up... At least I bought it. I hope he put it down. Okay, well... Okay, well, so now, when we expose all that, um, find out if, in fact, there are enough screws. Really, my guess is all of this is because the floor is flexing, not the concrete board. But then go ahead and add some additional screws. And um, if you want to do an adhesive instead of a thin set, you can, just to buy yourself a little bit of flex. And um, okay. you just want to use a ceramic tile adhesive. You're going to have to clean up the old tile and uh, use a, what I would do is use a quarter inch notched trowel so that you okay. spread that out and you get a nice lift, a thicker row of adhesive so that when you place those tiles back in, there's more opportunity for flex okay now underneath how uh how often do i put this bridging in how many inches uh so the bri- so the bridging okay when you determine that this is the spot right where it's where it's uh you know sagging or moving so the bridging goes in perpendicular to the direction that the that the um the floor joists are going and right. depending on how big that area is, you know, you're going to count the spaces. And the easiest thing to do is take a either a snap line or a, a piece of string. So you make a nice straight line, right? So you look like you know what you're doing. And you draw a pencil marker. You measure it, right? And then you put these in one after another. So it could be half a dozen of these spaces that you need to stiffen up. Like, okay, on this end of the floor, it's nice. It's closer to the wall. It's nice and solid. This end over here is closer to the wall. It's nice and solid. But when I get right in the center, it starts to sag a little bit. Now, you could put a brace up in there, but the bridging, if you connect it all, in a perfect world, if I was building your house, the bridging would go from the foundation wall to the foundation wall. Mm-hmm. But if you only did it okay. in the center and you went out three sections this way and three sections that way, you may notice that it stiffens up pretty well. Okay, yeah, because it's in the middle of the house. Right. Um, so, all right, though, so when I get the tile back down again, it's got a, a very narrow grout line. I, I realize that's going to be a problem, matching grout. Um, what color? There what color? What color, than, what color was it? Uh, it's a real light gray, real light. So what I would do um, is, and how big is the floor? Uh, you got about 60 square feet. What I get a lot of traffic. What I would do is I would take out the rest of the grout using a multi-tool just to get a good, not all the way, but just to get a good eighth of an inch, quarter of an inch. And then I would re-grout it all since we got a little bit of flex with an epoxy grout. Epoxy grout. Epoxy grout. That way you get flex out of that as well. Okay. And you, sir, uh, get favorite son-in-law status when you're done with this project. <laughs> Are you the only son-in-law? That's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you win. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, make sure you have a good, okay. a good bowl. Make sure you have a good bowl of grain berry before you get started, because it's going to be a lot of work. Yeah, and laying on my back is not my best suit as Under, far as underneath. But the cap, but the cross space is encapsulated, so it's not bad. Oh, good. All right. Well, just take your time, set your expectations, and it's not when you do it all. I, I really think the bridging is the most important part of what I've just described, because if you go through all the work on the top, you're just going to be doing it again. Okay. All right. Well, that's what I needed to hear. You're or I not needed to hear, but that's what I heard. <laughs> Happy holidays, my friend. Be well. All right. Thank you, Take Lou. Care. Have a good, you, good holiday. You got it. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857-5574. When I was at the Santa Cruz last night, remember FJ, our buddy FJ that runs the whole place yeah. out there? I was talking. I met his wife. And we were talking, and um, evidently um, his uh, his mother in law is a big fan. It listens every Saturday, and so you know, I did my thing. Hello, let me do a video and say hello to her. And so then I jokingly said uh, in the video, I'm like, "Oh, I met your daughter and your your son in law." He says he, he's the favorite son in law. And after he said, "I'm the only son in law," go you win. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's working out perfectly. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou House Smarts Radio with me Lou Manfredini. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. We were joking about the fact that when I do retire someday, I'm going to be the guy giving the tour. I want to be the the guy doing the oh, and there's San, there's Santa on a jet ski, you know, because there's a Santa. And, and so Mike J said, "Perfect, you be the guy talking, and I'll be the guy driving the boat." So that's what we're going to do, like in our retirement, we're going to do that. But so they were saying that, you know, it's winter, you're you're in the boat, and it's it's heated, it's all closed up, so you're very comfortable, and, uh, you know, in typical Wisconsin style, there's a bar before you get on, and you can have a cocktail, and you get on the boat, you know, very, you know, but because they have to winterize the boats, they have bathrooms, but the sinks don't have any running water. Right. And the guy is telling us, you know, the safety stuff, whatever. And he said, but don't worry, because uh, in the bathrooms, we have put bottles of. Wait, I got to wait. I wasn't ready for it. Santa Tizer. That was good. I love it. <laughs> Santa Tizer. That's funny. That's cute. That's the kind of humor you hear on the Santa Cruz. <laughs> but it was funny. We, we all laughed. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Eight. Now, did you try to take over the MC? No, role? no, no. No, I'm, I'm going I'm to let that guy have his moment. <laughs> and then later, when I'm ready, then I'm going to be that guy. I'm either going to do that or, well, I'll do that in the winter. And then in the summer, I want to be the person on the the Chicago River tours. Ah, I really want to do that. Because, I mean, think about Talk about the architecture. That's kind of in my wheelhouse, right? That would be really fun. I really like that. 857 Lou. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. This is Jill calling in from Valparaiso. Hi, Jill. You're on House Smarts Radio. There she is. Hi, Jill. I think she's walking her dog. Hi, Lou. Hi. Um, I have an election. I have an electrical question for you. Okay. Um, we are updating our house. Um, we're taking out the switches and, and um, the, the outlets. You know, we're taking everything out and putting in new. Okay. Freeway switch. We've, we've done a couple of the other ones, but this one controls the outlets on a couple of them. You know, puts, 
you know, power to them. Right. And the the outlet itself is live, but when you hit the switch now, um, nothing happens. We tested it. We tested the, um, you know, the electrical lines, and there seems to be no power going to them where before there was. So you're okay. So you're you're replacing the devices. You're not replacing the wires. Correct. Correct. Okay. And in the old device, you would hit a switch, and half of the outlet would turn on and off with the light switch. Correct. And now it doesn't. It doesn't turn on at all. Right. Okay. No, it's on. It just won't turn off. Okay. And and in testing the um, in testing the switches themselves, you know the um, the wires. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's no power going to them. It seems like there's no power going to them, even though you said it. It's on. Wait. So the it, so right now, if I go and plug something into this receptacle, nothing will turn on. No, it will turn on. It but will the, turn on. But the switch, but the switch just... does not control it. Correct. Okay. When you look at the receptacle, right, and you look at the side, there's two right. two screws on one side and two screws on another. The neutral is the the lighter silver screws, and the gold color are the hot. When you have okay. a switched outlet, right. when you have a switched outlet on half of it, you have to, the the lines that come from the switch have to go to one side of the outlet, but you'll see that there's a piece of metal that connects the two terminals. You need to take that piece of metal off. Because right, if you don't take that piece of metal, if you don't clip that piece of metal off, then you then the power is just going from it that's why it's always hot and if you take that piece of metal the half side of it becomes the switched outlet oh okay all right Thank all right you. i'm i'm i'm, I, I'm all <laughs> i'm all then? well as long as you wire it correctly so the the hot coming to the receptacle on the one side you you have to it's it's called well it's, you got to pigtail it and I'm not sure how all your wiring is but whatever the lead is coming from the switch that little connector on the top on both sides has to be disconnected has to be taken out so that the terminals aren't feeding each other that makes sense okay yeah always yeah. be listen and make, then the black wire go ahead go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, did not label the switches when we were doing it. It came out of a plate. Um, the black wire is usually the hot wire, it, correct? It, it should be the hot wire, right. Always make sure the breakers are off. You're using a tester, and if you're nervous, get somebody to help you. I'm always nervous giving electrical advice. Just be very, very careful with this. But with a switched outlet, you got to snap off that little... It's actually designed to pop off so you can do a switched outlet. Hey, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We'll be right back. We have artificial. Artificial in our house, too. I grew up with a real tree in my... Like, my mom still does a real tree, I think, and my dad, too, but we do artificial. And did you do, did you do like, the whole... Didn't it... Lindsay, didn't you... I thought you and the kids, didn't you go out to the... Cut them down once, or am I confusing that with another producer? 
<laughs> Maybe your other producer. Um, my my sister producer does actually. I she know does. you like her more. Yeah, but she does the. Um, well, Lindsay the said that. Well, you you tell the story. You heard okay. some story. This has haunted me. I have to ask you if this is possible or if this was like a made up story for a better show. <laughs> but I was. Um, there was another. My neighbor actually was telling me that she was listening to another or to a radio station. Right, not your, and not your friend And they were talking anymore. about artificial versus real, and how somebody found one of the people on the on the um, on the show found a squirrel in a real tree. Sick. That they brought home. Like they brought the or maybe squirrel poop or something. Somehow it somehow well, it. Well, that's different. Cover- that, that is it a squirrel or squirrel poop? Because the poop and that's like all right, I get that. Sure, right. It's not the point. It spawned this conversation that, like, hey, has anybody else found some weird stuff in their real trees that when they, they bring, bring it home, home to their yeah. home? Oh. And this woman called in and said that they got this tree, they brought it in the, uh, they brought it in their home, put it up, decorated it, went to bed. The next morning, they woke up and they came down and they noticed the tree was like black, and all around the bottom was like. All the gifts, all the gifts. That's right. It was Christmas morning. All the gifts around the under the tree were black as well. Right. Hey, Lindsay. And shows when over they at got ten. Closer. Spiders. Oh. Spiders. Spider. Thousands and thousands of spider eggs had hatched. No. Oh. And they well, were. That would haunt me too. Yeah, Hunting. I thought you were going to say like a squirrel because that's isn't that like the Christmas movie with Chevy Chase? Isn't that the whole thing with the squirrels? Yes. Dude, this right? sounds yes, like nightmare. Job, this Lou. sounds like Nightmare Before Christmas too with the spiders. That's, though. is wait wait I mean, is I that in the scene? Is that in the scene? No, in the movie. No, but the, but it sounds it would be fitting if it, it were. Could be. And there's uh-huh. definitely some freaky stuff coming out of those Christmas. Well, trees. now you know when you go now most tree places when you go by the trees they take the tree and then they throw it through that big hoop. And then they put, they wrap it in a band of, you know, like plastic so that you can carry it in the house. You know, it's, it's, so it would make sense that if there was stuff in that tree, right? And then all of a sudden you free it up. That would freak me out. Yikes. The spiders. You know what you would need? Miss Muffet's Revenge from Wet and Forget. See what I did there? <laughs> I mean. Right. A lot of Perfect. it. A lot of it. But it was right. something about like the temperature like a of the fire home and the whatever. Full. It was like the perfect temperature to hatch wow. all of these eggs. <laughs> Wow. Nightmare. Yeah, that would keep me from buying a new tree hmm. ever. Yeah, probably. Right. right? I don't know what you, you can't what do you do? Call for a refund? Like what do you even do with right. that situation? Right. Has anybody <laughs> speaking of uh, tree, has anybody watched the movie on uh, Apple TV Spirited with um Ryan Reynolds and um Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell? Have not yet. No. I've heard Andy? mixed reviews. I have not. Oh, have well, you? of course I loved it. And you Mary did? Beth, oh, yeah, good. Mary Beth walked away. Really She's nice. like a dorky. <laughs> but it's so fun. But there's a whole thing in the beginning about real trees and like you know ryan reynolds plays this not so nice guy but he's easy on the eyes so yes, you can yes. put up with it um but uh anyway that's my pick to click nice and it has to do and there's a whole thing about real christmas trees at the start of the whole thing which is pretty no funny. spiders no spiders ideally that's good all right ideally <laughs> Seven eighteen in the morning eight five seven five five seven four lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our phone number this is Ken calling in from Arlington Heights. Hey, Ken, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hey, good morning, Lou. Merry Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas, sir. Um, How may I help you? So put an addition on the house, and the house it never had a sump pump. I can't. We live pretty much on a pretty high 
area, when you take a look at our neighborhood, we're pretty much at the top of the hill and the street seems to go down. I don't know. Never had. The house was built in the 50s, so it doesn't have a sump pump in the basement. Okay. But when they put an addition on, they put a sump pump in for the addition. Sure. So last year, um, the uh, where it, it uh, the water comes outside, it froze. And somebody was telling me, that I should put an extension pipe or something on and run that a little bit longer, not to make that freeze. And I said, well, I got to check that out with Lou first. So <laughs> I just wanted your opinion. If you know of anything to do. All right. Let me ask you this. So your sump pump now comes up out of the you know basement. And then do you see the pipe outside coming out of the house? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- it's about uh, maybe a foot past the house. And then it goes into the ground. No, it just uh, I, I, oh, it, it lays just has on, a little bit of a. It just lays on top of the. It just lays on top of the ground. Yeah, it's about maybe six inches off the ground and just kind of spews out. I have like a uh, some bricks there and some landscaping around it, so the I water see. comes out on the bricks. Okay, so when it comes out of the house, um, when it comes out of the house, it's just a pipe coming at a like a night uh, horizontally. And it sticks out a few inches, and that's where the water comes, and then it just runs down the hill. That is correct. And that pipe, right where it came out of the house, froze. Correct. Okay. So let's uh, let's do this. On the end of that pipe, since you're not going to have any kind of extension, what I want you to do is um, I want you to put a 45-degree elbow on it, so that it points more towards the ground and not straight out and also put a little bit of an extension on it. So like a little, uh, I don't know, four inch piece of pipe. You don't even have to, you don't even have to glue it. You could literally just pop it on there. It might pop off over time, but just for a test problem is with that pipe. Yeah, I think it's just like two inch PVC or something. It's probably inch and a half. And the prop, the thing is with that thing just sticking out at the side, you got snow that sits there and a little get wet and it builds up and it builds up and that's why it freezes and then the water comes in and keeps building up. If I get a little bit of an angle so that the wind can't go at it and start to freeze it, you'll probably solve the problem with two little pieces on the end of that thing and that's it. Okay, so a little bit of an extension does help. 45 degree, so we point it down, then another four inch piece of inch and a half Click it on there and see what happens. I think you'll solve the problem. Okay. Sounds great. You're a good Thank man. Thank you very Happy much, holidays. Lou. Have a great day. You too. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LOU is our phone number. 857-557-4568-721 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. A great... Uh, a uh, gift idea for the holidays, if you're looking for someone that loves to spend time on the barbecue, you will absolutely love it. And uh, that'll be our Noodaloo 2 coming up. And then at um, 8.35, I, I want to spend the month of December, actually this was Lindsay's idea, which was a fabulous idea, to talk with organizations that um, are giving back. Today's organization is uh, called Operation Homefront. And it is one that helps our military-serving men and women who uh, are at a, a, the way it was described, was at a certain pay grade. You know, kind of at the, 
the enlisted folks that don't have a lot of extra money, you know, this is, I mean, it's not like you go into the military to make a lot of money, you go in there to serve. And, but this organization really, really helps with that. And they do it all year long, but in particular around the holidays, um, they provide meals and support for these military families. What's very interesting, Lindsay and I were talking about this, the, uh, the gentleman that's the CEO of the company is a, a, a gentleman by the name of Robert Thomas, but he is a brigadier general and served as a brigadier general in the United States Air Force, retired. And um, so when I was talking with him, you know, before we, we started to record our interview this, uh, for this morning, I said, sir, I, I was a little nervous, you know, to speak with him. And I said, how would you like me to address you? And so he said, well, you know, I was a brigadier general and uh, that, um, you know, that that something I did before. You can just call me Bob. T-. You know, he's just being an, an, an and I said, yeah. and so he gets done saying all that. I go, OK, general. <laughs> Right. <laughs> just couldn't. You know, it was like it was like when you grow up with totally. people like they're your parents, you know, your friend's parents, and now you're an adult and they're still Mrs. Mr. Yes. and Mrs. whatever, right? And uh and, and so I'd like and uh so anyway, uh I, I you'll hear me call him a general a couple times because but then I reminded him, do you remember the um the old movie from the I guess it was the sixties, maybe the late fifties, Holiday Inn, you know, with Bing Crosby. Yeah. And Danny Kay, and the the whole thing where they go to help the general, and uh, you know, and I said to him, I go, well, you know, general, in the movie Holiday Inn, Bing Crosby says, once you're a general, you're always a general, and he paused and he said, well, who am I to argue with Bing Crosby? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I think you'll find that conversation to be a a good one, a very good one, and uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with the general uh, coming up a little bit later on this morning. All right, eight five seven five five seven. For Lou is our phone number. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. It's 7.30 in the morning. Time now for WGN Radio News. We were talking, I was talking with some uh, clients that we work with and um, about this project we were going to do. And this one woman that we uh, work with quite a bit, she said, oh, we, we don't really have anything for, you know, what you want to do this time. She said, but man, my husband, all he talks about is his meter thermometer. <laughs> right? Remember? Isn't that funny? Right. Like, I, I mean, sorry, and, we can't work with you, but let me tell you something you let should Let me tell you with. something you should really talk about, <laughs> because this thing is amazing. And I was familiar with it, but not as familiar uh, with all the different, uh, I guess, versions of it that there are. Right? So, our Noodaloo 2, looking for someone that loves to cook on the grill, or... Actually, not even just the grill. It can be anybody that loves to cook. Take a listen to our Noodaloo 2. There's a whole heap of wireless meat thermometers out there, right? But most wireless meat thermometers are still connected to the base unit by a... Da, 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 a wire! So if you don't want to be messing around feeding things through probe ports or leaking smoke through a lid that's meant to be sealed, this weekend's new to Lou 2, the Meter Plus, has no wires at all. And just might be the perfect gift idea for that meat lover in your life. Yes, 
It looks like a skinny pencil. You simply stick it into your meat, hang the charging block on the outside of your barbecue, and you're good to go. Meter Plus has dual temperature sensors that monitor the internal meat temperature and ambient temperature while you cook. And its built-in Bluetooth allows you to monitor everything from a phone or tablet. Another cool feature is it uses this advanced estimator algorithm to estimate how long it'll take to cook the rest of your food so it's easy to plan meals and manage time, which is always my biggest issue in the kitchen. Now, there's a few different meters on the site. By the way, meters is spelled M-E-A-T-E-R-S, like meat-ers, get it? There's the original, which goes for about 60 bucks, a great option, but it looks like the Bluetooth range only goes about 35 feet. The one we're talking about today is the Advanced Meter Plus, which has a range of up to, I think, 175 feet, so a big difference. And that's on sale for 99 bucks. There's different bundles available as well, some with grill mitts, some with multiple meters, so you can have multiple meats going and can keep track of them all on the app. Because like everything else, there's an app for that. The reviews on this thing are awesome. Everybody that uses it seems to swear by it. So keep it in mind this holiday season. For more information, you can check out Lou's House Smarts YouTube channel. Click the subscribe button while you're there and get cooking. You know what's funny about all this technology? First of all, these things work and they're great. Um, when I'm cooking, especially if I'm using my smoker, I have the thermometer that I stick in my, um, you know, I'll wear like a, what do you call it, an apron. And I'll stick the thermometer in there so I look like a chef. Sure. You know, just, oh, let me go check the meat and go stick it in there, you know. And um, these are simple, right? Because then you stick it in there and you can be wherever. You can, you can well, 150 feet away or whatever it is, you know, and like, oh, what's the temperature of the meat? Right. <clears throat> but last night. As I was going to sleep and I was reading, I read this article uh, about how to cook the perfect steak and when to know to flip it, okay? And they spoke to some person who was like a, you know, barbecue aficionado. You know, some people are like, oh, you got to keep turning this, flipping the steak, flipping the steak. But a lot of people, I mean, you don't cook steaks, but um, you really, I am of the mindset that you only flip a steak once. Okay, so it's all about understanding your grill, like the temperature. And for me, I, I use time. Like I've gotten used to my grill and I, I time it. But this person said what you do is when you put the steak on a grill, the way that you know when to flip it is you just take your tongs and you grab it on either side and you try and pull it up. And if it easily pops up, like it's not sticking to the grill, sure, it's ready to flip. But if it is sticking, it's not ready? Correct. So, you know, you just kind of give it a little nudge. And if it's like, oh, no, it's still sticky, leave it. Right? See, I would think if it's sticking, it's like over ready. Well, I'm but just telling. I don't, I don't do just tell, right, you don't do this. That's but so my point is, my point is, you know, if you were like, oh, and there's an algorithm to tell I me, mean, like all this technology, right. like it's all great, right? 99 bucks. How about I sell you a little $3 set of tongs and you just lift up on it and then you flip it and it'll be delicious. <laughs> I know I'm not doing much for the meter people, but I mean, it's a cool, but I mean, it's just interesting to me. Um, so we were, this is, so here, here's the thing. So we were, we volunteered at the Misericordia Bakery, uh, this week and, uh, the woman, oh gosh, what was her name? She was lovely. Mary. Her name was Mary. 
And uh, we were talking about, um, and Mary used to be married to a Polish gentleman. She was talking about Polish food. And I was there with my father-in-law, who's Polish, and they were talking Polish food. And then I was talking about my Aunt Rose's tortellacci, which is like a pasta that you, and she goes, oh, it's like wontons. And she goes, I make fresh homemade wontons. And I said, do you have a recipe for it? Well, no, I just, you know, this woman's been doing it forever. She, this is what, this much, this many eggs, right? That whole thing. And so you got all these people trying to figure stuff out with an algorithm and this many, this, and all you really do is need to take the tongs and pull up. And if it doesn't stick, then don't flip it. <laughs> yeah, but you guys have been doing this for a but me, I need the meter. Correct. If you, I, if you don't like do it, do. then you want that stuff because totally. then it's delicious. Then it's like the whole thing where if you follow the recipe, right, it will work. Somebody figured that out for you. Sometimes. Somebody burned the steak. Ideally. So, ideally. <laughs> well, but I mean, it's not for me. Right. right all the time. <laughs> right. Anyway, go to uh, youtube.com slash housemarts TV and you can see the information about the meter. Uh, and that's M-E-A-T-E-R, meter. Uh, they're actually very cool, and it's a great gift idea. And anybody that loves gadgets and that kind of stuff will absolutely love this thing, for sure. So I'm not, I'm, I am I, I think that's a great idea, but it's just funny to me how... I'm returning your life. Christmas present, then? <laughs> just just for, for the Amazon order. I'd like to return it, even though it hasn't been delivered. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's take a quick call here uh, before we have to take a break. This is uh, Ray in Geneva. Hey, Ray, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. How are you? Happy holidays. You too, sir. Happy holidays. How may I help you? I've got a question for you. Last week, you talked about cleaning grout in the shower using concrobium and kaboom. Yep. Could you kind of review that procedure for me so I don't mess something up and my wife uh, is not real happy with me? Sure. Um, I think th- what I remember about the caller last week is they had a little bit of mold and mildew on their grout. Is that what you're experiencing now? Yes. Okay. S- the concrobium is a very uh, safe cleaner, but it will kill the mildew and mold. It may actually take care of any staining, but it just depends. So with the concrobium, you're going to spray it onto the grout where you have all that discoloration, and you're going to let it dry. Then you're okay, going to then so you're then you're going to take a stiff bristled uh, nylon brush and wipe it away. And there's a good chance that any of that mold or mildew will just come off. And if that does, spray it again with the concrobium and scrub it a little bit more, and you're done. But if it doesn't, try this Kaboom cleaner. Spray that on there. Let that sit for a few minutes. Don't let it dry, but let it sit for a few minutes, five, ten minutes, and then scrub that, and it should clean it up really well. Really good. Thanks so much for reviewing that for me. You got it. Have a great day. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. It is 7.47 in the morning. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Uh, Lou, we had had hundreds of inchworms eating the needles a week after we put the tree up. The tree was literally moving. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if that doesn't make you never... Ever want to get a real tree? I don't know what would. I can't. No disrespect to the it, tree, whole real tree sellers. Wow. It hurts me to think about it. <laughs> Inchworm. I'll take the scented balsam fir candle. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
7.52 in the morning. Lou Manfredini broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. 857-557-4. Lou, 857-557-4568. This is Patty, who is in Geneva. Hi, Patty. No, Good Patty morning. in Galesburg. In Galesburg. Hi, Patty. How are you? Uh, real good. Got a couple questions for you about my bathroom. have a one-story ranch with a full basement and two-thirds of it's finished. But when we're upstairs during the winter and we turn on the hot water, I get a bang, 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 bang on the pipes. I'm sure it's PCV that's just cold uh, in the basement. But is there anything I can do to make it not do that? I mean, it's... Uh, aggravating obviously if i have friends or relatives right. sleeping in the basement bedroom how, how many you know, how many how many bangs do you get when you do it it's constant until it i'm going to say warms up right the, the pipe has warmed up that's how logically i'm thinking can you can you describe can you describe the bangs again how do, what does it sound like it's just a a bang, bang, bang. It's a noise. It's a cl- not a clicking, but uh, it. I think it's the PCP valve or paint the pipe that's cold and hot water's running through it. Right. And it just makes a noise. But okay, so your piping is it's plastic domestic piping, not copper. Well, I, it must be somewhere because I don't know. It only does it in the winter. Right. When we have the heat on. Right. And um, the only way I can do is I can put the cold water on in the double sink. I'll put the cold water on in the other sink. And then I put our hot water on in our in the other sink. And the mixture, then it won't do it. And, the, and then you stand on one foot and you spin around and everything's fine, right? I mean, it's like you got to... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and once it warms up, once that pipe is, I guess, warm enough, it doesn't do it anymore. Right. But... You know, and it's only during the winter. Right. So my guess Anything is, and this do? is, okay, and this is in a master bath? It's in the master bath. It's in the guest bath. I mean, it's upstairs when you turn it right. on and it goes All right, one, down, other, one, other, one other question. The Where the vanity, and this is in the vanity faucets only. No, because when I drain the bathtub, it does the same thing. Oh, if you drain the bath. So this is a drain issue, not turning the water on. Well, when the water goes down through those pipes. No, I mean, no, I okay, wait, wait, hold on. on. I, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Patty. I just want to understand this. If I go in to get, take a shower in your house and I turn the shower on, is it making a noise then or is it only when the pipes drain? It's, it's as the pipes drain. Okay. All right. And, uh, yeah, so that is some type of expansion where you've got a pipe that is, you know, wedged between a piece of framing somewhere that you're never going to get to unless you open up a wall to try and loosen it up. And um, right. there's really, it isn't anything that... I guess it isn't anything that I would tell you to spend any time trying to figure out because you could think that, oh, this is where it's happening, and you open up a wall, and that's not where it's happening because that sound can travel. Now, do you right. uh, do you have a basement with exposed piping anywhere? 
Yes, a third of my basement is unfinished in the storage area, and I can see the pipes run through there. Okay, and so the pipes that run through there, is that, do, at some point, does it turn up and go to those bathrooms upstairs? Yes. All right. So where you see that pipe um, kind of going up vertically, if you can shine a light there and see, if there's a hole drilled in the floor where um, where the pipe fits through a hole that's, you know, rather tight, okay, or if you notice that yeah. that it's pressed up against one side of it, take a wood shim, if possible, and gently wedge it between the pipe and the floorboards or whatever it might be, just to change the position of that pipe ever so slightly in what you can see, okay? And you may get lucky, and that may work. But if that doesn't work, turn up the music when you drain the tub. Well, I turn on the cold water on the other side. Right, on the other side, and then you stand, but do the hokey pokey, and you turn yourself around. Try the shim trick, and that just might work for you. I appreciate uh, the phone call, Patty. Hey, it's 7.57 in the morning. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. So this morning, uh, before the show started, uh, Lindsay and I were, you know, chit-chatting, getting ready for the uh, show, and I'm like, what are you eating? She's, she goes, she holds it up, and it's one of those peppermint bark chocolate Christmas mm, things. Nice. You like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Peppermint bark's good stuff. And she goes... I don't. I, right? <laughs> she, goes, she goes, I bought these because I knew I wouldn't eat them. And there she is, munch, 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 Hoping munch, Hoping I wouldn't eat them. Yeah, and it was like, you know, 5.45 in the morning or whatever it was. She's munching away on we it. We had and, like so a little get-together last night, and they were out on a plate, and they were, and everybody loved it. I didn't eat one of them. This yeah. morning, they're still sitting yeah. out. So what do I do? I grabbed one and... And how was Still it? Still not a fan? It, yeah, peppermint bark, I wouldn't... That's That would be one that I wouldn't eat. And mm. they, they, my wife loves... You know the they're like spice drops. Oh yeah. Mm. You know they're they're like like the gummy they're, ones. Like gummy. Yeah. They're not gummy when you think gummy. You think gummy bears, but it's more no, they're chewy. They're not, you know, they're, chewy, more yeah. chewy. But Gel- they're spiced. Gelatin. Gelatinous. Gelatin, right, but they're spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like sandy like oh yeah, like that's a nice cake, yeah. Yeah. Those could be right. I mean, I, I would die of hunger, and they could be in front of me. Like, just eat these. Really? No, I'd rather be dead. Yeah, I just <laughs> no. I just I don't wouldn't like eat those. Sour. I don't like the sour gummies. Oh, I sour love gummies. sour. Oh my gosh. There's like something we sell at our store. Like it's wallaby or something. It's a licorice, but it's not. Like you know, Don said uh, that the the black licorice. He wouldn't. Eat. You know, that's kind of the real stuff. Is it's hard. Right when you chew it, Scandinavian licorice, you know, it sticks licorice? to your teeth. Mm, right. But this, yes. I think it's wallaby or whatever. They make uh, they make these tiny little candy coated. They're sweet and sour. Oh, I could all day. Nice, like chiclets <laughs> all day. <laughs> yeah, they're and they're tiny. They're so delicious. But the spice things, the peppermint bark, no way. Coconut. Oh, That's I what love I coconut. Yeah, coconut. Nothing coconut. No, I'm not a big coconut fan. Hmm. Yeah. Like those samosas, the Girl Scout cookie ones? Uh, I, I think I told a story once that, uh, you know, our son Max, our youngest son, who's got a tree nut allergy. And um, when he was little, now he's probably in grade school now, right? And um, he's going to school and he comes downstairs and, you know, and my, our kids all showered in the morning before they would go to school, 
right? And uh, he'd come downstairs. I go, did you wash your hair? Yeah, I washed my hair. And it was like, didn't look clean, you know? And a couple days go by. And every morning I would ask the same thing. Do you wash your hair? And, like, and he'd be sitting at the table and he'd be scratching his head. I go, yeah, right? No, it's just itchy, whatever. And um, finally, I like go up to the bathroom and, and I look at the, at the shampoo. And the shampoo that we had put out had coconut in it. Oh. And he has a tree nut allergy. Mm, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the shampoo and whatever it was, his hair and his skin was reacting to it, but you could see it in his hair, almost like it was dirty, but it was somehow reacting to it. Right. Isn't that crazy? The scalp That's thing. Nuts. Tree nut allergies are weird. I've got one where it's like coconuts are fine, but pistachios or rather uh, pecans and walnuts I can't do. But you can eat coconut. I can, and I can eat um, pistachios and and cashews as well, which are tree nuts. So it's like Ooh. half of them no, but half Ooh. I love. So I love it. I love a good pistachio. Totally a good cashew. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, but those are strange. Candy you can't eat coming up after 9 here on House Smarts Radio uh, that no one will ever eat. That we'll have plenty left over here on House Smarts Radio. 857 is our phone number. This is Leanne in Mundelein. Hi, Leanne. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Hi there. Um, I'd, like, uh, I'd like to ask about snow blowers. I've never bought one before. And I'd rather not get a gas one. I have a couple of the Ego battery-powered, you know, yard tools like uh, the mower and edger and stuff, and I like them a lot. But what do you think about battery-powered um, snow blowers? Are they up to snuff yet? And and in any case, how how big a one do I need? Like, is it CCs or, or horsepower, or how do they? You know, in general, how are they? So, yeah, it's measured? not, it's not, yeah, it isn't, it isn't like CCs and things like that. So I, I'll back up. The <laughs> battery operated equipment that's out there now is heads and tails of where it was even five years ago. And uh-huh. the biggest question you have is how big of an area like to, uh, th- that you need to cover? Like, not, wh- wh- how, yeah. how big of a driveway do you have? Um, it, I could fit probably four cars on there. It's just up to my house. And then, and do you, um, Leanne, do you normally shovel it? Have you in the past shoveled it? I have in the past, um, last couple of years I've had some people plow, Right. but if I do that, I'd rather not, you know, especially because the bad ones seem to hold up, you know, for a long time. So, um, right. So you have two options. You have a sing, you have single stage, which would be smaller, more maneuverable in the battery-operated. Bunch of different manufacturers. The Ego that you speak of, uh, the thing with the bat. if you already have invested in the batteries with the garden tools, those will work in the snowblower. Now, now the snowblower will come with what they call larger amp-hour batteries, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, they, They typically come with two and but the nice thing is is let's say you and and so for that for for the sake of this thread of conversation Mm -hmm. they'll go about 45 minutes on a charge okay okay which is a fair amount of you know snow blowing that you usually can get it all done in 45 minutes and then but if all of a sudden you're like oh i need 10 more minutes you can take the battery that you used in your string trimmer and pop it in there to finish the last 10 minutes Right? Probably wouldn't last for long, but no. Yeah, but, but it's up. there, right? And now Toro also, Toro also makes mm-hmm. 
single stage and dual stage. Um, and they're, they're very good. Their, their dual stage, their two stage unit, uh, is really, really mm-hmm. nice. I think that's very nice, but you would probably be a candidate for a single stage, no gas, no fumes. One other thing mm-hmm. when it comes to, uh, in particular on the Ego line, they make one with rubber paddles and one with metal paddles. The rubber paddles allow you to have a little bit of self-propelling, which is kind of what the traditional gas ones do. If you were going to go between the Mm -hmm. two, that's the one I would buy. Okay. Yeah, I have have that on lower a little bit of the self-propelling. It helps a lot. Um, In single stage versus dual stage, and I I know most people probably know this, but I do not. So um, what do those... What do those the single stage is re, the single stage is probably what the vast majority of the people around the Chicagoland area have, and it's good for probably a good six inch snowfall, right? That you'd get out there and work. If it's heavy, heavy yeah. snow, and you have a really long driveway, and you've got no place to put this snow, you need a lot more power. That's where you could mm-hmm. oh, the, you would okay. need the two stage, and they are. The single stages are far more maneuverable than the dual stage, uh-huh. and they're also easy to store. Okay, you okay. Uh, you're in Mo- you're, you're you're in Mundelein. Yeah, you got a great Ace Hardware store in Mundelein. Yes, we do, and yep, they do. sell all the mm-hmm. equipment that I just spoke of. And if you go there, mm-hmm. you'll see mm-hmm. and have a nice selection of um, products there that they can. Uh, that tell you, and and from a standpoint of from yeah. us, at our stores we sell both the Toro and the Ego, and the battery operated by far is is the the number one seller and has been for the past few years. For the Toro as well, the Toros mm-hmm. and the and the the, the Egos, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, thanks very much. Appreciate you got it. Have a great day, Leanne. Appreciate you calling this one. Hey, look at it's eight twenty two in the morning. It's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. Thanks, Lou. If you're anything like me and love to prepare meals at home, you know certain like a foods well-oiled can really machine, overwhelm Bob. the smell in your kitchen. Having a good range hood is essential. Lucky for you, Tom just got four new styles in stock. Made of durable stainless steel and tempered glass, these hoods are sleek and functional. Powerful suction, energy efficient, and quiet operation. They're easy to install and available in push-button control or a digital touch control panel. Another must-see item at Builder's Supply outlet morning lou it's joel ostro your old uh band mate and unicycle passenger oh my gosh I, oh that was... <laughs> how are you joel i told lindsay she's next yeah right exactly exactly <laughs> yeah, i ain't doing that again bro. <laughs> not uh, now i don't know that my balance is what it used to be <laughs> that would be entertaining to see it would you know uh, I, I do still own a unicycle no, I you don't. Yes, I do. And you still I own a trumpet. Start. Yeah, right. Do I you still, ever use it? I every now and then will get on it and ride no. up the driveway. Wait. Just to make sure do I can still do it. Do your kids ever use it? What? Do your kids ever use it? My like, kids have used it and fell down? on their... Oh, they know that I used to ride a unicycle. Yeah. But the thing is, is that what I do remember most about learning how to ride the unicycle is my knees were raw. Because you fall a lot. You fall <laughs> yeah. a lot. Yeah. Anyway, how may I help you, sir? Okay, sir. So for, uh, I believe it's uh, exactly 20 years, I've had a hunter ceiling fan in my kitchen. 
that's operated by a remote that's right outside of my oldest child's room. So if he had to get up in the middle of the night, he wouldn't kill himself, right? He could just reach for the remote and turn it on. And it worked mm-hmm. great until starting maybe about a year ago, it became less and less reliable. Well, this morning, uh, had you on the radio and went down to make my coffee and get something to eat. And finally, you know, my wits end, reached my wits end with it. It just would not turn the thing on. So I went on Amazon and I found a universal replacement remote that says it works with Hunter, well-reviewed, um, and could get it delivered today. But then some of them listed also had a receiver. And then I said, uh-oh, and I did a little Google. And then I said, I'm going to call Lou and see if he can tell me, is it more likely to be the remote or something buried inside of the canopy of the ceiling fan, which would be harder for me to fix? Um. Well, the thing is, with a 20-year-old fan, I'm, I'm off the top of my head, I'm uncertain whether there is a uh, a receiver in the canopy or if it's in the fan. Now, what, what the more modern ones have is mm-hmm. there is a receiver that's in that canopy. And, and basically what it is, Joel, is that these fans operate off of a two-wire connection. So normally in the old days when we would put fans and remotes or switches on the walls, there'd be multiple wires to be able to have a fan control and then a light control, whatever. With yeah. these, and actually, I'm trying to think. I'm just thinking out loud here. The t- the two, more than likely, if you drop that canopy, you'll see either a black or a white, you know, chunk of plastic that will have wires that are connected to the wiring up in the ceiling, and then wires yeah. connected to the fan body itself. That remote that you're- I tried to peek in there, I couldn't see anything. Uh, like I peeked in the gap right above the fan blades. Is that where I would look? No. The metal canopy that's oh. connected to the ceiling. Oh, so I got to take the whole thing off the ceiling. No, Please. no. Uh, that no? the metal. Ca- so if you d- does the fan have like a little drop rod and then the fan is below that. It, yeah, the rod is. So there's like a short rod uh, around a base that attaches to the ceiling and then there's maybe a two inch rod and then yeah then a canopy okay. right above the fan blades and that's where i was looking so where that metal that, so where I, that metal is that surrounds the rod that drops down from the ceiling there's probably a couple of screws yeah. holding that in place and mm. that that would just drop down and it's just a metal thin oh. piece of metal and you'll see then the bracket that's holding the fan to the ceiling and that's where uh-huh. that receiver would be that would have to be disconnected and then the Uh new receiver would be rewired and then your fan remote would go there. Mm -hmm. You know what? Do you think it's more likely an issue with the receiver than the remote then, huh? Uh, well, I don't know that. Because I looked at the dip switches in the remote. Like when you look on Amazon, it, it says, make sure your existing remote looks like this and it looks like that. Yeah. So, I mean, if here's, here's what I would do. Is there a chance that it's the remote? Absolutely. Buy the remote. Uh-huh. If it doesn't work, return it. If if it does work, yeah. you're golden. If it if it is that you have to get all this receiver and it sounds like that kind of wiring is not something you're super comfortable with, then just get it. I am, but this is an old, old house, and I'm not even sure that it's not like conduit wires. Correct. Correct. So yeah. maybe it's a better yeah. maybe it's a better bet than you get an electrician to come out and re- replace the fan. I would. Yeah. All right, sir. Nice to speak with you. Have a nice holiday. 
Two words, knee pads. Knee pads. Goodbye, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging up on you now, Joel. It's 8.32 in the morning. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. We will take a break for news and be back right after this. You know, we talk about our uh, men and women in the military who are serving us every single day. And um, I think that we... We take very good care of them when they're in the military, and perhaps uh, some of that gets um, diminished after they leave. But there are plenty of organizations out there trying to help our, our men and women in the military. One such organization is called Operation Homefront. Joining me on the phone line right now is uh, Bob Thomas, who is the Chief Operating Officer. He's also a retired Brigadier General in the United States Air Force. Uh, General Thomas, good morning, and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Hey, good morning, Lou. Tell me a little bit about Operation Homefront and and what your mission exactly is. Well, at Operation Homefront, uh, our mission is to help build strong, stable, and secure military families so they thrive, not struggle to get by, but thrive in those communities they work so hard to protect. Our core belief is our, our men and women in uniform and our veterans have been there for all of us in our nation's time of need, and we want to be there for them in their time of need. One of the, uh, we're talking about your 13th annual holiday meals uh, for military program that is underway currently, right? Uh, explain that, please. Okay, our holiday meals for military program is an annual program. It actually runs all year, but uh, we do the majority of the meals uh, right around the traditional Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year holidays. Uh, this year, we hosted 100 or will host 128 total events. A hundred of those will be over the uh, holiday period. We're really proud to say since the program uh, started, we've served over 600,000 individual family members. Uh, our math uh, is that, that each meal feels, uh, feeds about four family members, so that's how we get that number. Amazing. The focus is on junior enlisted active duty families. And so uh, for those of you familiar with the military, that's uh, pay grades E1 to E6. Uh, we focus on them because they have the smallest paychecks in the Department of Defense. They tend to have young children in the home, and we really want to focus on those uh those members of the armed forces because they they need the program the most. So these are active members of the military that you're helping, correct? Most of the uh, people we serve are active members. They're active members. There are uh, some locations where we serve uh, a guard and reserve, mm. and in some cases we'll open it up to veterans. It just depends depends on the event and depends upon the intent of the donor. Um, how long? Have you been uh, associated with Operation Homefront? I've been with Operation Homefront about seven and a half years. Um, I was in the, the military in the Air Force for about 31 years, and this is my uh, first civilian job. It was a very natural extension from what I was doing in the military. My, my last six positions were uh, commander billets, and commanders spend a, a tremendous amount of time uh, taking care of uh, the members of their command. So right. in my case, airmen. And this job is really a natural extension of what I was doing in the Air Force, taking care of the same people. Uh, in many cases, we're not wearing uniforms anymore, but uh, but it's still the same folks I served with on active duty. Right. And I have to imagine, too, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, though, in, the, in that seven and a half years, 
you while your organization has grown, you've probably also seen that the need has grown as well, correct? The need has grown. You know, early on in my uh, in my time with Operation Homeport, we still had a, a very heavy uh, overseas presence with a lot of deployments, mm. and that that drew uh, that created a certain uh, set of problems. Now, the, the focus uh, has shifted. And the stress now uh, is, is more economic in nature with high inflation, really causing a lot of stress for military families. Right, right. And and where do you get most of your support uh, for for this, you know, when it comes to distributing? I mean, these events, while we're talking about the holiday program, um, you're, you're doing this throughout the year. And so you, you must have, uh, I would assume, not only individual support, but perhaps some corporate sponsorship as well. We do. About 70% of our, uh, our income is based on corporate relationships. Uh, we do have a couple of very kind uh, larger donors that have stepped in over the years, and we have uh, thousands and thousands of individual donors that write a check out at the kitchen table for us. So uh, we enjoy a broad range of support that allows us to accomplish our mission. That is amazing. And and I would imagine as well, you have uh, not only staff, but volunteers that, that help with this uh, program as well. We do. I, I would I would characterize us as a small to medium-sized organization. Uh, we're going to grow to about 140 uh, with our 2023 budget plans. But we have about 4,500 volunteers that help us accomplish our mission. We've got 22 offices all across the country. A lot of the volunteers uh, may only volunteer once a year. Mm-hmm. They may get involved with our back-to-school program or the holiday, mo- uh, holiday meals program, which is absolutely fine. That's where we need the help. But we, we simply can't accomplish our mission without the volunteers. About uh, 80% of our back-to-school uh, events were led by volunteers and about a, about 60% of our holiday meal events were led by volunteer teams. Well, it isn't just about, you know, talking about how we support our veterans. Uh, you know, uh, I don't want to uh, steal a military term, but it's it, it certainly seems like uh, Operation Homefront is boots on the ground and really uh, delivering the much-needed service and support that uh, our men and women of the armed forces need. Uh, Brigadier General Robert Bob Thomas, uh, retired from the United States Air Force. Sir, how do people get involved in, in whether it's making a donation or wanting to volunteer? Where do they go to learn more? Well, the best place is go to our website at operationhomefront.org. We worked really hard on the site, tried to make it very intuitive. You can learn all about the organization and our programs. You can sign up to be, in, be a volunteer on the site. You can make a donation on the site. The majority of people that come to the site, though, are applying for our program. So that's how you do that. All right. It's one-stop shopping. Just go to operationhomefront.org, and and you can find everything you need to know. Now, if for some reason it's not there, there's a phone number, and you can give us a call, and we'll get back to you. That's absolutely terrific. Uh, Robert Thomas, the uh, Chief Operating Officer of operationhomefront.org, who is providing meals and uh, to those in the military. They've got a great holiday program going on now. You can learn more at operationhomefront.org. I so appreciate you taking the time this morning and wish you a happy holiday and good luck with your continued mission. Thank you for the opportunity, Lou, and uh, happy holidays to everyone out there. You're listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857 557 Lou, 857 
557-4568. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Hi there. Um, my father's headstone, somehow or other, and it's flat on the ground. It's like a bronze with, um, uh, uh, it's like a raised design on it. Okay. And somehow there's, there's white paint on it, and we don't know how to get it off, and the cemetery's afraid to try to get it off, uh, afraid of uh, maybe hurting the, the metal of the headstone. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, how much paint are we talking about, Vicki? It's it's not a lot, and it just seems to be kind of on one corner, mm-hmm. uh, maybe about um, maybe six seven inches mm-hmm. from uh, one end toward kind of toward the middle. And you, it's s- like a double headstone. And you said that it's bronze, or it's some type of stone, or a combination of both. No, it's not stone. It's it's a metal. I think it's bronze, but okay. I'm not sure. Okay, all right. Um, are you going to try and do this, or are you going to ask the cemetery? Well, I've asked them for a long time, and of course, right now, the weather's getting bad, and mm-hmm. they said, well, it'll be spring. It's been like a year, mm-hmm. or close to a year, mm-hmm. since it's happened. All right, here's... And I I would try to just do it myself, but I don't want to do anything that could hurt the metal either. You're not going to hurt the metal. Here's You have a pen or a pencil? Yes. All right, you're going to run to the hardware store, and you're going to buy a little bottle mm-hmm. of something called... Superzilla. Okay. It's a lightweight oil and a cleaner. And they have them in different size bottles. You can actually buy the smallest little bottle if you want. And then you're also, while you're at the hardware store, you're going to buy a nylon stripping brush. They sell them in typically a three-pack. They're nylon. They look like giant toothbrushes. Okay. You're going to go out to visit your father's headstone and say hello to your dad. And you're going to spray this on the headstone and wait about 10 minutes or so. Also take a rag with you, too. And then use the Mm -hmm. nylon brush after about 10 minutes with this sitting on there and scrub the paint right off. You may then spray the whole metal with this thing and wipe it off with the rag and clean it all up and you're done. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, and you can still do I that. Have... You can still do that this time of year too, so. Oh, that would be great. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Did you I have... also have a plumbing issue. Sure. Um it seems to be my son is uh probably um about 270 pounds and I'm not, but when he takes a shower, we've noticed recently in the basement that it's, it leaks a little bit when he showers. We can't tell where it's coming from. Uh, it's an unfinished basement, so you can see up where the pipes are. But unfortunately, the um, water softener and the water softener tank is like right underneath that opening. So it's really hard to get right under there to see. Um, he puts silicone and all around the drain. So we can't tell where this water is coming from. The backside of that, um, where the water uh, fixtures are, I would have to, like, maybe knock a hole in the closet on the other side because there's no way to see um, where the water could be coming from <laughs> without the, maybe knocking a hole in the closet. Is the uh, the bathtub, is it like a fiberglass bathtub? 
Yes, it's like one of those surround uh, the whole unit. Oh, okay. So it's a surround, and the walls are are all connected. Or, yes, or yes. Or is it's the... like one piece that it's just like one whole piece is the the tub and the shower you know, walls, the right. shower walls. So where the walls meet the tub, that the hor- there's no horizontal seam, correct? No, no seam that I no. Okay, it's all one piece. All right, so there's a good chance that it could be a couple of things. There could be hairline cracks in the base of the fiberglass, which, when you know someone with a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, weight to them is on there, it separates a little bit. Is where you're getting the leaking. It, it's certainly possible that it's the drain. Uh, one thing we could do to test it is with nobody in the bathtub, can you fill the tub with like three, four inches of water and stop it up so it holds the water and see if you get it to leak? If it leaks then... Okay, just... Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. If it leaks then... Um... <laughs> wait, you want me to... Let me finish. If it leaks then... It could be by the drain that you need to maybe take that whole shoe of the drain apart and then reset that drain to tighten it up. If you then can notice that it's from any, if it doesn't leak at all, then it could be what the theory I'm saying that with someone with a little bit more weight in there is stepping in that fiberglass and it's, it's flexing the base of it and you're getting some seepage and leaking through the tub itself. There's not a whole heck of a lot you can do in a situation like that other than there are some coatings that you can refinish the base that go over the top to help seal it, but it's a little bit involved, but that might help. Okay. Otherwise, it's pretty much you might have to replace the whole unit. If if it's the uh, if it's the cracks in the base as I mentioned, it may be that that whole base has to be replaced. Uh, just because it's all cracked. And then whatever you put in there, just make sure that it's supported really well so it can take the you know the weight of people using it. My recommendation, if you were going to replace that with a tub, I would use a cast iron tub because then you've got the rigidity and the strength of the cast iron. And once it's set, it's not going to go anywhere. Thank you so much, uh, Vicky, for the phone call. Bumping up against time here. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. And have you lined up, um, have you gotten um, Bono yet? I really, I, it's really, I, it's really, it's really Bono or nobody. I want Bono or no one, so. What? Husband's dog, <laughs> but I'm almost there. Okay, so that's good. So, well, okay, if we can't get Bono, if he has a dog, that would be good. Look at, he's holding Bono's dog. That would be good, right? We could do something like that. That dog sell, as we know, right? We're, we're, they, he does. And right. He actually barks to, um, <laughs> it's a beautiful day. Exactly. With or without <laughs> you, something like that, right? So anyway, we are, uh, we are going to be going to Ireland. And, uh, and if you would like to join us, uh, Steve tells me that uh, the trip is uh, on the verge of being sold out. So we've got great response. Breakfast every morning, three-course dinners, luxury motor coach, 
Uh, we'll have this uh, lovely Irish driver and guide, which Steve has been with before and says he's just fantastic. Uh, we're going to be going to the Connemara Excursions, Kylie Moore Abbey, the Cliffs of Moore, which I've always wanted to see, the Dingle Peninsula, which is where my wife's grandfather is from, her whole uh, Quinn family is from there. We'll be in Killarney. We're going to do a boat excursion in Killarney in their national park. We'll also be at the Blarney Castle. And then we're going to go on a Dublin food trail. And then we'll stop by the Guinness Storehouse. And uh, it's great. It is absolutely uh, fantastic. We took a trip with listeners to Spain, uh, I believe in 2019. And it was so much fun. We had so much fun. And this... I don't think is going to disappoint either. So please join us. If you'd like to call Steve at 847-606-6065, or you can email Steve at stevebertrandtravel.com. Uh, the package is forty one ninety nine per person, and uh, it includes all departure and government taxes. April 15th, nine days, 2023. Hope to see you in Ireland. It should be a lot of fun. Okay. Before we get back to your phone calls at 857-557-4LU, we're going to try something new. Uh, this is Bob's first call on the uh, House Smarts radio show. Joining us is a, uh, a brand new young man who's hosting mornings on WGN Radio uh, by the name of Bob Surratt. Bob Surratt! I'm, uh, I'm hosting a new show called uh, House Stupid Radio, where people can call in with questions that I have, like, uh, tell me something, uh, you tighten something to the right and loosen it to the left, or is it the other way around? Right, I'll hang right. up and listen for Right, right. Answer. Don't go anywhere. Hang up, and I'll give you your answer. Now, you know, I know that uh, you're not a fan of working on a Saturday, but when it's for a very good cause, you will step up. Can you uh, tell everybody uh, where you're heading this morning and where they can see you? This is very cool. Uh, our friends over at Apple Chevy and Tinley Park are doing their big annual toy drive party. They're helping the Marine Corps Toys for Tots program. And, I mean, this is really, really amazing. Uh, who do you know that does this? They give up their commercial time, and they've done this now uh, every year. And uh, I think for the last few weeks in the morning, we, we don't even talk about cars and their commercial all. All John wants to do over there is say, hey, come on down, bring a uh, toy for the Toys for Tots campaign and enjoy a free lunch and a party. And uh, there will be games and prizes and Santa for the kids and starts at about 11 this morning. So so that's where that's where I'm going. And I am bringing Marianne with me. She decided to come to make sure I'm spreading good cheer and not complaining about something. Hey, wait, I have a question, because, you know, I listen to your show as well. How did Marianne like Dear Evan Hansen? <laughs> well, uh, let me just say this. We're both writing a letter to uh, <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen, and I'll uh, I'll finish it up uh, over the weekend and uh, share it with you Monday. Perfect, morning. perfect, perfect. <laughs> Bob and Marianne went to go see Dear Evan Hansen, and as we know, Bob's not a big musical fan, but you're a big fan of music, and I know that uh, is it right. Beverly Records are going to be down there as well, so that should be a lot of fun. Yes, what a great store on the South Side, and a great uh, family business. So 
they will be supplying some oldies but goodies, I'm sure. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So if people are around Tinley Park there, stop in the Apple Chevy and uh, bring a new unwrapped toy for the Toys for Tots campaign. And uh, like I say, it'll be uh, a little lunch hour get together and party for the whole family. Yeah, no, I I think it's great. I'm really glad you're doing it. And certainly the Toys for Tots program has been around uh, with the Marine Corps for a very long time. Uh, the Alfirovich family is uh, lovely, and they're really terrific about giving back. And uh, if you want to see Bob, Marianne, and enjoy some of the fun and festivities, as Bob mentioned, an unwrapped nice toy to the toy drive, Apple Chevrolet in Tinley Park. Drive carefully, have a great time, and uh, say hi to all those uh, listeners that love WGN so much, Bob. Be well. Thanks, Lou. And if anybody uh, has trouble uh, screwing in a light bulb or something, come see me, and I'll give you uh, I'll give you the advice personally. How about they just hand you the toys? That's all I want them to do with you. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. Take care. That's great. Bob Serrato will be down there at uh, Apple Chevrolet. They're at eighty five eighty five. West 159th Street in Tinley Park, 8585 West 159th Street in Tinley Park. Uh, Bob's uh, helping out down there from, I think he's going to be there from 11 to 1 at the Toys for Tots uh, collection at Apple Chevrolet. Okay, 857-557-4-LOO, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Oh, good morning, Lou. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Um, <laughs> you are one of my heroes. Oh. Um. <laughs> wait a minute. Can I? Hold on a second. Wait, wait. Say that one more time because I want to record this and then I want to give it to my wife. <laughs> and, uh, wait, Lindsay, Lindsay, did you hear heroes. what she just said? No, it's, it's got a bad connection. <laughs> Lindsay's got a bad connection. Okay, keep. <laughs> oh, wait, there, wait, there's more. Um, I listened to you way back in uh, 1990 when I renovated uh, my house in Wilmette, a complete remodel. And I remember when you were on WGN and you would you would call in just on uh, little segments mm-hmm. before you had your wonderful show. Oh, that's so, so nice of you. Thank you. And I and I and, <laughs> anyway, I, and I've, okay. I've I've kept them guessing all these years. It's perfect. That's great. You're very kind. Yes, how may, how yes. may how may I help you? How may I help you now? Oh my gosh! I wish I could beam you up. To my daughter and son-in-law's 1930s bungalow in San Diego, they have owned it for 12 years, and it is a complete wreck. And they are going to do a whole house remodel over a five-year period. Wow! And and. They're asking for my help because I was an interior designer with Ethan Allen in my past life. I'm now 76, so I'm well retired. But we are doing room by room, project by project, um, remotely. Oh, Lord. <laughs> my, my, question, <laughs> my question today is with the kitchen. Yep. Um, the entire bungalow um, is um, has plaster walls, and uh, it's a two-bedroom, one-bath. 
And what I'm what I'm suggesting to them um, involves, of course, it's going to be almost a, a complete tear down this kitchen. Um, what I'm suggesting is uh, a ceramic tile backslash between the lower and upper cabinets. Okay. Um, but there's a big question mark with plaster. <laughs> so what do you recommend? I've read so much about, you know, way back in the 30s. I mean, could there be asbestos in this plaster? Um, are we going to have a problem with adhere with the ceramic tile adhering to the plaster uh, for the backsplash? Um well, let me not. let me ask you this. I mean, you started the conversation with uh, well, you started the conversation with how much you love me, um, but uh, you started the con- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget that. <laughs> let's not forget that part uh, with how much you love me, and uh, no, but uh, the fact that you said it was going to be almost a complete teardown. So, are they taking all the kitchen cabinets yeah. and everything out of that kitchen? Absolutely. Okay. So the, here's there's the, nothing salvaged. Okay. So here's the thing: is um, if you um, if you if you're going to do all that, right? And then just take uh-huh. all the plaster down and go to the studs, because more than likely uh-huh. they're going to need to. The code's going to require them to you know upgrade some electrical for you know a dedicated circuit for the dishwasher or or things like that, and so. I wouldn't even worry about what's going to stick to the plaster. Um, you know, the, the the chances are there's probably not asbestos in the plaster. However, you should probably test it. And California has a lot more stringent rules about that than most other yeah. states. So yeah, that you have to follow true. what the you know the municipality says. But I would go down to the studs, do all your electrical, whatever it is, and then install new drywall over the top of that, then set your cabinets, and then whatever backsplash you want to do, you do it, and it's no no issue. Well, that was my thought in the beginning. Um, they're, um, they're really traditionalists, and they love their plaster walls. Right. And I get all that, but here's what's going to happen. The, and what you need to advise them is the piecemealing of, you know, we're going to take the cabinets down. By the time we, by the time you dig into the plaster and here I'm going to run an outlet over here and now I have to patch it, they're not going to patch it with plaster. They may love it, but they're going to end up patching it with drywall anyway because they'll never find a plasterer that they can afford to come and do all that. Right? And so... In well, the, in, I've been trying to tell them that. So now I can now I have you <laughs> as my Right. Well, it <laughs> just could be better. <laughs> no, 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 but I mean I get the traditional and I I get that, you know, that whole feel like look at that. It's okay to maintain that in certain areas where you're not going to tear it all apart, but in a kitchen, they're going to end up doing more demo and more work and to try and then work around saving a 2 foot by 2 foot or, or a, a two foot by six foot piece of plaster, just for the sake of saying, underneath that backsplash is plaster. I mean, it really doesn't make any sense. I know. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. 
You're the best. So thank now, you so much for yeah. thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for calling in. I'm bumping up against time here, but that was a, a lovely call to hear today. Hey, real quick, before we uh, take a break for news, our friends over at Rhino Cart are giving you a chance to win a Rhino Cart all-terrain moving dolly. Even better, you'll win one for you and a second one for a friend. Made in the USA, the versatile Rhino Cart is designed to conquer uneven surfaces and thresholds while carrying up to one ton of weight. Visit WGNRadio.com slash contest to enter Win a rhino cart for you and a friend. That's WGNRadio.com slash contests. The sweepstake ends December 28th at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. It's 9.31 in the morning. Time now for WGN Radio News. And you fill it with ice. Um, You want to get it, uh, I mean, it's probably, you know, I've got a little uh, rock glass here, probably half full of ice there. And then what I'm going to do is start with the Straight bourbon whiskey, uh, ounce and a half. You know, I really like to do two. I like the even numbers, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. I don't um, really, just a little bit more. You know, I mean, it's just unlucky. a, right, it's unlucky. I like I like even numbers. Uh, so then when you do that, uh, you put the whiskey in and then the blueberry syrup, they said a half an ounce. So I'm going to use the back side of my shot glass and put that in there as well. Okay, then this is cool. Um, you take six ounces of lemonade. Um, can you hand me that uh, spoon over there that I forgot to bring over? Then you put the lemonade over the top, and then you stir it. You paddle it, they call, right? And then give me a lemon wedge. i got to garnish it with a lemon wedge. You spurn it around like this, and then you take the little lemon wedge right here, and you put it on the side oh. of the drink. How good does that look? So good. Well, let me say, it may look good, and I know it's hard to see on the radio, but let's see how it tastes. Oh my gosh, that is so good. That is really, really good. Try this one, the Whiskey Acres Bourbon and Blues. Head over to WGNRadio.com slash make this drink. You know, the problem with that drink is that it could get you in trouble. It's one of those things that when you get it all mixed up and you start drinking, you're like, this is delicious. And then I really like that one. And then you're like talking and like, oh, I'll have a little more. And, but here's the other thing too, for me, I love, I have a thing, like a childhood thing about blueberry syrup. Hmm. Like when we used to go to IHOP, no, well that there too. But when I was a kid, we used to go to Paul Bunyan's pancake house in uh, the Dells on a Sunday, we would drive from Highwood to, uh, Wisconsin Dells for breakfast at Paul Bunyan's and they had blueberry maple syrup and I can remember that as a kid. So now you mix that with my bourbon from Whiskey Acres. I mean it's like um dream it's like true. a dream come true. <laughs> it's so and I love lemonade and so lemonade, blueberry syrup and bourbon. I don't know what like that's it. I'm done. No blues. For how me. did he how did he die? Happy Right, I mean that would be, that would be how like that's a thing that like my wife's joke all the time is, which I don't find it to be funny, but she'll always say, "Serve this at my funeral." Like she'll say, "Serve that at my funeral." Right, like the you whole. You should rename it like the Whiskey Acres No Blues for li- Bourbon and No Blues. For, for something, for whatever. Li- right, but now I'm thinking this is what because I always said at my funeral I want them to serve two things: Manhattans and uh, Arnold Palmers. But maybe oh look, you're thinking of the name. But no I really like this. 
No blue loop. It's so blue good. Blue. We also have a video up on our uh, on our House Smarts uh, uh, YouTube page if you want to see the drink being made. But you can go to wgnradio.com slash, what is it? Drinks? Make this drink. What is it? Make this drink. Make this drink for the recipe and everything uh, from our friends over at Whiskey Acres. So much fun, and it's delicious. 877, nope, 857 557 is our phone number. Let's get a quick call in here. This is Dorothy in St. Charles. Dorothy, you making a drink there, too? Good morning. Morning. Sorry, I could hardly hear you. That's okay. Um, I have a, a minor problem. I have an outside pump for my pond, and I plug that into an extension cord, mm-hmm. and it will take a gorilla to get that plug from the extension cord apart. Is there some way I can grease it up so I can make it easier to work? Oh, so the problem is when you plug it in, it's impossible to unplug it. Correct. Okay. Um, And I don't have a a gorilla handy. (laughs) Okay, so with the extension cord unplugged from the power source, Okay. go and unplug it, and then on the male side of the plug... I want you to use a little uh, lightweight oil, um, even like a little WD-40 or something like that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Then spray that on there, but then use a rag to wipe off any kind of residue. Like, you want a little residue. You want a little bit left, but I don't want it to be soaking wet. And then, okay. and then with it still unplugged from the power source, I want you to plug it in, unplug it, plug it in, you know, like articulate it a few times until, right, okay. until it like lubricates everything. And then when it's plugged in, go ahead and plug it back into the wall and get that pump going in that pond. That'd be great. Now I have something for you. Yes, ma'am. When you are in Dingle, you have to go to a restaurant called Doyle's. Write that down. Irish I, is it an Irish place? Irish place in Dingle. It's a restaurant, Doyle's. Doyle's. And order the Dover Soul. Dover Soul. I love Dover Soul. And you Soul. Will, everyone around you will want to have what you're having. Okay, I'm going to Doyle's, and I'm getting the Dover Soul. Will they say, we'll right. have what he's having? What, yeah, well, they... <laughs> I know you like the hamburgers at the Bon Air, which I agree with you. Oh, my God. Well, but you we know, I don't, I don't need a lot of hamburgers, but... Anymore, but I do eat a lot of fish, and I love Dover Soul. I'm going to Doyle's in Dingle. Correct. And I'm ha- I'm having the Dover Soul, and I'm telling yes, him. Yes, you are. And I'm telling him the Dorothy sent me. If, well, yeah, I'd skip that part. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays, Dorothy. You too. Have enjoy you your trip. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou nine forty six in the morning. Ho, ho, ho. What are, you, what, are you, what, what, what are you doing? What? Come on. Just talk. Santa Just Cruz. what? Can you? The Santa Cruz. We're going to do your We're going to do your last call. Oh, yeah, yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. The ho, ho. What was the ho, ho, ho? Oh, oh I was trying to. Remember. So I was doing. Uh, so I mentioned the fact that uh, this just last night we took the Santa Cruz on Lake Geneva and it was so great. I mean, it's so great. I'm telling you, you need to buy tickets and go do this and then have dinner at Pier 290 when you're done. But whoever asks the last question on whoever is our last caller is with a question, okay, I've got a family four-pack, but please be able to use this because these tickets are really, they're great, and I want you to enjoy it and have a great time. You'll enjoy the holiday lights and the magical cruise. 
a secret hideaway and he'll talk to the kids on the or even you on the uh there you can book tickets at santa cruz lake geneva.com but if you ask a question and you're our last caller at 857 i have a four pack for you 9:47 in the morning broadcasting from the permaseal foundation repair studio we'll take a quick break and be right back uh, you can find that uh, on our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash housesmartstv to find information. And then the Whiskey Acres uh, drink, which would be great for your holiday party, the Whiskey Acres bourbon and blues. Uh, one and a half ounces of whiskey. I do too. Half ounce of blueberry syrup, six ounces of lemonade, a lemon slice, and it's just a glass of deliciousness. It's a great little party thing that you could uh, serve at a party. Go to wgnradio.com slash make this drink, which is so delicious and yummy. 857-557-4LU. Uh, Barbara is our last caller. Hi, Barbara. How can I help you this morning? Hi, Lou. I'm doing fine. I have a question, okay, okay about air duct cleaning. Okay. We've been in the home for 10 Never had it done. Okay. Um, I need a recommendation. And is there a certain time of the season that this should be done? <clears throat> There's no time of the season. It can be done at any time. And the the biggest issue when you're hiring somebody to do this is you want to make sure that they're not only using a vacuum, but they're using mm-hmm. what's, what's called a whip, like an air whip that they'll use inside okay. the uh, the panels as well. Now, you're in Prospect Heights. Um, One of the companies that does this is Dykstra Home Services, uh, who is is a sponsor here on WGN and this show. And you could contact them to get an estimate uh, to come out and do it. They do a very nice job, and um, they've been doing it for a long time. And so, you know, my recommendation on the duct cleaning is it's like a 7- to 10-year proposition. You may think about all the dust and everything that goes through the system, but it will help to, um, you know, improve the air quality inside the home. And then the other thing is once we get these all clean, you may notice initially maybe a little more dust because it's loosened up some things, but then uh, after about a month, you're going to replace that filter again and then stay on the filter Mm -hmm. replacements. Um, I, you know, post pandemic or, you know, I don't know if mm-hmm. we're still in it or not, but um, I, I've been recommending that people use pleated filters and that you replace them once a month. Because if we've learned anything, oh, that okay. the air quality mm-hmm. is important oh, and it's a little bit more of an investment, but it's a better way to uh-huh. go. Okay. You know what we have? We have the permanent electronic okay. um, filters. And how often, so how, do- how often are you cleaning those? Twice a year. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Uh, but keep those clean, and that's the key, is to keep those clean so they're doing their job. Okay. Okay. Would you happen to have their telephone number? Dykstra. Um, you... Well, I, I'll, get the, uh, well, I'll get the number, but I know if you go to dykstrahomeservices.com. Okay, I'll find it. Is their website. And uh, okay, but, but hold on, Lindsay. Lindsay's grabbing it, and she'll tell she'll tell you right now. I think it's a it's a, either an eight hundred number or a seven zero eight number, right? Yes, I've got the seven zero eight. Okay, three one two. Uh huh. Fourteen eighty four. Fourteen eighty four. Great. Yeah, because yeah, I'm gonna call them. I think we need it. 
I'm always coughing and sneezing. I think it's a good time to do. Well, it's, it, it'll definitely improve the air quality inside your home. Great, great. Um, you know, we were we went to a cooking show, and on your web, on your page, there's Lou and me, Lou and myself. I couldn't believe it. We, you That's and I, you and I went to a cooking. Oh, when we did that cooking you, thing with you, Mar- yes, with, you had the cooking show, yes, with we Mario, with Mario Rosati. Yeah, I believe so. It was an Itasca, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lindsay was the pasta holder, remember? She had her arms out. We like, oh, you have long arms. And we just put her out like the scarecrow to hold the pasta. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I happened to look on your page, yeah, and I saw myself yeah. with you. I said, oh, my gosh, I'm still there after all these years. You have, you have, no, idea, uh, you have no idea how much I still hear about that. You put me as a pasta tree. She still gives me a hard pasta time about tree. that. You're just standing there. Right. You're just standing there. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. We're going to, we're, you're the winner of our Santa Cruz tickets. I hope you go there and enjoy it and have a great time. Oh, yes, I'm, I will. It's going to be so exciting I, with my grandchildren. Thank oh, you so much. And gonna, have a great holiday. You got it. They're going to light up when they see Santa out there. It is so much fun. It is, it is such a slice of Americana. I, I just, I can't even, I just get excited about it. I don't know. It's the simplest thing, and and Lord knows these days that's what we need. We need simple, lovely family entertainment, and you get that. You can find out more at Santa Cruz Lake Geneva dot com. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back.